this place. Father, every praise is to our God. We thank you so, so, so much for giving us the opportunity to come into this worship. This Father, we pray that our hearts and minds will be receptive to that word for today, Lord. We thank you for the week that you allowed us to go through, Lord. And we're here just morning to worship you, not only you, but just in your spirit alone, Lord. Father, we want to be praying for those that's in our midst uh, this morning, that's not in our midst this morning, who's sick and cannot be here, Lord. We continue to pray for them also. Lord, we thank you for our guests uh, that's with us this morning, Lord, and we thank them, Lord. We thank you for allowing us to have just a blessed day, an opportunity to come once again to be in your presence, Father. We know we don't deserve it, but Father, you gave us that opportunity, Lord, and we say, Thank you, Lord. These and all blessings we ask in the mighty, precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. amen, amen. And amen. 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 Announcement. Good Hope Missionary Baptist Church Call to Care Ministry. A special thank you. It's easy to be grateful when there are wonderful people like you in the world. Thank you for your continued thoughts and prayers. Love, Sister Janice Bronson. Amen. Thank you for your prayers and support for the 2023 Annual Women's Conference. Your participation contributed to its success in making it an incredible experience for everyone involved. As imitators of God, remember to eat, be an example, act, and tell. Sister Kathy Pickett, Servant Leader. Amen. Angel Tree Forms are available at the entrance of the church from now until November 4th for families needing assistance with Christmas gifts for your school-aged children. Please return your completed forms to Associate Pastor or Sister Stevens by November 5th. Donations are accepted. Shoppers are needed. Attention, parents and youth. There will be a youth meeting on Wednesday, October 25th from 6 to 7 o'clock p.m. The devotional thought will be brought to you by Brother Jeremiah Uwusu. The guest speaker, Deputy Sheriff Paul Wozniak, will be here to share some information on a very important topic. Youth Council Committee Members There will be a Youth Council meeting on Saturday, October 28th at 10 o'clock a.m. Titus 2 presents its first annual Faith Walk at Summerlin Park at Wilson Lake in Bartow, located directly behind Bartow Senior High School, on Saturday, October 28th, from 8.30 to 9.45 a.m., warm-up at 8.15. Join us as we share great moments of faith, encouragement, and fellowship. Bring a friend or two, walk at your own pace, and don't forget your earbuds. Wheelchair, scooter, and stroller participants are welcome. Visit our faith stations along the way. Healthcare ministry will be on site. Free water, sports drink, and snacks will be provided. This event is free. Walk by faith, not by sight. 2 Corinthians 5 and 7. Please register by contacting Sister Tanya Williams, Sister Joyce Thurman, or Sister Artira Washington. Sister Tanya Williams, Servant Leader. Are you following Jesus? Matthew 4:19. Please join us Tuesday, October 31st from 6:30 to 8:30 p.m. for a night of food, fun, and Christian fellowship. There will be fun activities for everyone. Grades K through 5, 
LRC, Games and Crafts, Grades 6 through 12, Christian Ed Building, Teen Talk and Activities, Adults Main Sanctuary, Movie Night, Refreshments will be served. Happy birthday to those celebrating during the month of October. In case you missed it, we wanted to share this picture in honor of Mother Patterson's 94th birthday. Amen. Tithes and offerings can be mailed to Good Hope Missionary Baptist Church, P.O. Box 233, Bartow, Florida, 33831, or placed in the collection boxes in the rear of the church. Please be mindful of our weekly activities. Find us on Facebook at My Good Hope MBC or YouTube at Good Hope Livestream. A schedule of our weekly activities can be picked up in the front of the church. Welcome to Good Hope. If you are visiting Good Hope, we would like to take this opportunity to welcome you to our service. We are so happy you are here. Let us give God glory and honor for the opportunity that he has given us to be here today to share his word and Christian love. Again, you are welcome. Amen. Amen. Please continue to pray for our sick and shut-in and any bereaved families we may have. This concludes the announcement. Amen. Amen. Good morning, Good Hope. Good morning. The psalmist said, I will praise the Lord with my whole heart in the assembly of the upright and in the congregation. The works of the Lord are great studied by all who have pleasure in them. His work is honorable and glorious, and His righteousness endures forever. God, our Heavenly Father, today we are glad to hear that Your righteousness is as good today as it was thousands and thousands of years ago, because You are the eternal God, and You are the all-righteous One. Father, May we emulate that righteousness in our own lives. May you be our role model for how we treat other people. And Lord, how we do justice in this world. Father, we pray that your Holy Spirit will feel welcome in this place. And Lord, we pray that you will feel welcome in our hearts and lives today. As we offer you up our worship. For you are the King of Kings the Lord of Lords, and you are our righteousness. In Jesus' name we pray. And God's people together said, Amen and Amen.
verse for today is Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 through 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against there is such no law. Thank you. May God add a blessing to the readers, hearers, and doers. Doers. Amen.
on your heart because if you're alive today in this world you have burdens on your heart but we have a great God a God who is alive and a God who hears and not only that but a God who answers and is able to do far beyond what we can ever even imagine and we need his help today. God, our Heavenly Father, we praise you. As the song says, we praise you because that's what we do. Because you are the Almighty God. You are the one who is worthy of our praise. And we are thankful today that you have called us to be part of your family. We're thankful that we are your sons and we are your daughters and you are our Heavenly Father. And you love us. You love us. Like no one else could ever love us. For Lord, oftentimes we love people because of what they can do for us. We love people because we think they're beautiful. We love people because we think that they have no flaws or imperfections. But Lord, you know us. You know us better than we know ourselves. And Lord, you know all of the imperfections in our lives. You know the sin in our life. You know that unbelief in our life. You know everything that is bad in our life, as well as the good. And you still love us. That's why we praise you, Lord. Because we can't always love like that. But you do. You are our almighty God. Lord, we're thankful that you care about each one of us. And Lord, you know what we're going through right now. Lord, you know the, 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 the ups and the downs. You know the successes. And Lord, you know the failures. And you know what's deep on our heart right now. And so God, we're thankful that you're that kind of God for us. Lord, you know what's happening in this world. And it does not seem to be good in our eyes. But yet we also know that we have a God who is in control. A God who is bigger. A God who is greater. A God who can bring about righteousness and peace in this world. And so, Father, right now, we want to pray for the world situation. Lord, we want to pray for, for the Middle East. And Lord, it seems like the Middle East is so far away from us, but yet it is not far away from us. For our American servicemen and servicewomen are over there right now. Oh God, we pray that you would keep them safe. Oh God, we pray, Lord, that you would somehow bring a peace between the Palestinians and the Israelis. Lord, we do not know how that is going to be done. 
But Lord, we know that you can do it. And so, Father, we pray, have mercy, have mercy upon all of us. And Lord, bring us that peace. Lord, we pray for our leadership as they make decisions about all of this. And Lord, our national leaders are world leaders. And Lord, the decisions that they make and the influence that they have, Lord, can impact the entire world. So Father, we, we pray for Joe and Kamala in D.C. And we lift them up to you. We pray that you would put a hedge of protection around them. And oh God, we pray. will hear your voice and they will heed your voice and Lord you will give them the direction and the guidance that they need in these times and Lord closer to home we pray for Ron in the Florida State House Lord we pray you would bless him and Lord God we pray that you would hear hear what he has to say but Lord we pray you would allow him to hear what you have to say and oh God we pray you would speak loudly to him Father we pray that you would give him guidance and direction and Lord we pray that he would take heed of your word and Lord that he would bring about righteousness and justice in this state but oh God you said in your Bible that we should lift up our government leaders and we should pray for them and so we do Lord we want to turn our attention more closer to home right now Lord to our own needs and the needs in our congregation and Lord there are those that are that are ill and they they're sick and Lord they're weak and Lord they need your healing Holy Spirit to just move upon them right now for Lord we know that you are the great physician and oh God we know that you have the power to heal we have seen it done before so many times with our own eyes we have watched you do it and we have experienced in our own lives oh God we pray for those that are sick and shut in we pray for those that are convalescing we pray for those that are in need of that physical touch because you oh God are able we believe today that you are able and you are willing and oh God we pray have mercy have mercy upon us today and then Lord we want to pray for our spiritual needs Lord search our hearts right now each and every one of us Lord we pray that you would point out anything that is unlike you Oh God, may we repent of it. May we leave it at the foot of the cross. And Lord, when we leave this place, may we know that we are as holy and blameless as we possibly can be because we are totally committed to doing your will. Oh God, forgive us. Forgive us our sins today, we pray. Lord, right now we want to pray for the man of God who's going to bring the word of God here in the house of God to the people of God. It is your word. Oh God, anoint him from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. May he bring forth the anointed word of God today. And Lord, may we receive it as the very word of God. Lord, may we examine it according to the scriptures. And Father, may we hear your Holy Spirit speak to each one of us today because we are gathered in this place together. We give you praise. We give you honor. We give you glory. 
We love you today, O Lord. Thank you for loving us first. It's in the powerful, holy name of Jesus, our Savior, our Redeemer, our Master, and our Friend, that we pray these prayers. And God's people together in one accord said, Amen and Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Well, let the church say amen. Thank you so much, Pastor Harris, uh, for leading us in worship today. And Mackenzie did a wonderful yes, job. Amen, amen. So good. And to our choir today, I'm telling you what, y'all sounding good and looking good. What's, what's with the new, the new dress? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. And I like how you coordinated praise is what I do with what you're wearing. Amen. Mother Bivens, you're here with us today. Good to see you. Stand up, Mother. Well, you don't just wave your hand. Let everybody see you. All right. Amen. And also our other young man, it's so good to have you, Uh, Mother McNair. Always a pleasure to have you at the Good Hope Church. Amen. I want to say thank you, Deacon Small. Uh, Brother Colby and Brother Jay Rose for outstanding job you're doing broadcasting our worship here locally and globally around the world. When Mother Catherine Hines and Boomba were here a few weeks ago, they said to me that they listen occasionally to us and they are all the way over uh, in Uganda, Africa. And so we're just so very, very uh, delighted. Amen. Pastor and Sister Stevens are away. They're in Connecticut. They have the 50th anniversary of Sister Stevens' home church up there. So, Pastor and Sister Stevens, if you listen to us, we miss you. Amen. And, and uh, Dad and Mother Lee, God bless you all. all. Again, congratulations to Mother Patterson, our oldest member, 94 years old, and what a jewel she is. In fact, she's listening to us by phone. (laughs) Amen. And so we're just so very, very grateful. All right, y'all, it's what time? Preaching time. All right. Father, we thank you so much uh, for the anointing of your Holy Spirit, even with us now. Through the prayers and through the singing from the choir and just a sweet, sweet fellowship, God. We know it's the Spirit. It's your Spirit. It's your Holy Spirit permeating this place, moving from heart to heart, mind to mind. Now, God, we pray that you would bless the proclamation of your word. God, we pray that you elevate it to the level of your satisfaction, that you will be glorified. Your people will understand this word and, and that we will all be blessed. In Jesus' precious name, amen. All right, we're on the eighth manifestation of the fruit of the Spirit. Uh, We've preached about love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness. Today we're going to talk about gentleness. The next time up, the Lord will, we'll talk about self-control. We'll talk about self-control couple reasons for this preaching. One is to help us understand and to be aware of the fact that the Holy Spirit 
is real. He, 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 he is real. He is a vital part of our lives. In fact, he is the engine behind all that we, we do. Without him, it's impossible to be spiritually effective. We can do good things, but without the Holy Spirit moving, without him, we, it's impossible to please God and to do good and great effective things as God would have them done. So that's part of it. I, I just want us to understand that the Holy Spirit's movement is about more than what you see in the sanctuary. Right, right. And, 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 and it's good. Y'all go ahead and take the brakes off. I mean, all that's part of it. You know, we shout in the sanctuary, you know, under the auspices of the Holy Spirit's movement. Sometimes you just get so overwhelmed until you shout, you cry, you wave holy hands. Um, and, 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 and that's important. That's a very important aspect. Some people, when they're under the, under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, they'll just sit there and cry. Some people just sit there and not say anything. They are so in tune with God. And so we ought not, try to, we ought not bother people when, when they're under the anointing. I mean, if they're just sitting there, let them worship. Let them sit there and be quiet. That's the way God is dealing with them. But if somebody else is over here shouting, let them shout. That, maybe that's the way God is dealing with them. So the Holy Spirit works in immense ways through the preaching and teaching and singing. But here's the reality. On the outside, people don't see that. Those ungodly people, those people who are not saved that you work with, your unsaved neighbors, they see you going to church and coming back. But they don't see you. They don't see you celebrating under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. I mean, I don't know any. I don't know anybody. I mean, I'm not saying it hadn't happened. That just you know they at work and then they up and down the hallway at their job in the school system shouting and you know praising God. Run up in the principal's office and shout. Throw up. I'm, I mean, I'm sure it may happen, but it usually doesn't happen that way. But you know, but you know what they see, though the people see, they don't see what we do in here. What they see, they see the fruit of the spirit. They see the manifestation of fruit of the spirit. And so that's the other part of this sermon. We want you to understand the working of the Holy Spirit outside of the four walls of the church. Because if that's all we know, that the manifestation of the spirit inside of here, we're missing a harvest field on the outside where people really need to know the character and the nature of God. And so that's the purpose of this, this, this preaching. We want you to understand that the Holy Spirit is not only moving on our emotions and moving on our lives inside the sanctuary. We wave holy hands, we shout, all of those things. And they're good things, but he is not limited to that. That's right. That's right. He's not limited to that. And so when you're on your job and the people see the manifestation of the Holy Spirit, they understand that there is something wonderful about you. When they see you loving people and people are hating on you, that's a manifestation of the fruit of the Spirit. When they see you joyful and everybody around you uh, is, is sad and down and yet you are joyful, that is the move of the Holy Spirit. 
In here you shout to express that joy. Out there you may express it verbally. They may see it in your smile. They may see it in the way you act. But they are seeing the Holy Spirit of God in you. When, when, they, when they experience your peace. And that's the Holy Spirit. I was thinking about it. We got some young people in here that are very active in sports. JP just been accepted to... Uh, it's at Stetson University, was that right? Stetson University played basketball well over 4.0 average. Could have gone to any school in the nation, but that's where he'll be. I'm so glad because we'll be a lot closer to come <laughs> see him play. But one of the things I have noticed about Christian players is that they are different. I have watched people profess Christian play. I've watched them get a bad call. They get a bad call. The ref makes a bad call. What they do normally is just walk over and toss the ball to them and walk on and play their game. People get a chance to see that. That's what you got thousands of people watching. But then on the other hand, I saw a guy who was a former uh, Super Bowl player. He was being considered uh, to coach one of our HBCUs. He wanted the job. But he went in with the wrong attitude, a very bad attitude. And when the leadership of the college rejected him, he called a YouTube news conference, went on a tirade, cursed uh, the administrator, threw his tablet down. And guess how many people saw that, that unbiblical, ungodly, fleshly, sinful, wicked behavior? You see the difference? The, the football player, the running back who absorbs a bad hit. Maybe the ref missed it. He doesn't jump up and go into a tirade, but when he's under the auspices of the Holy Spirit, he gets up, he tosses the ball, he gives it to the ref, he runs off the field, he thanks God for another opportunity to do it better the next time. See, that's where the Holy Spirit works. He, we don't want to just limit him to what happens on the inside. He's moving all around. The way things happen on your job, sometimes you get opportunities. Sometimes you get blessings. I want you to know that's God working that thing out. Sometimes he brings the right supervisor, the right co-worker. That's God working it out. In fact, the reason you there is a move of the Holy Spirit because it was God who opened the door for you to be there. Now, y'all been reading through your Bibles, right? You've been reading about young Hadessa, uh, the, the, the uh, little Jewish girl, right? Mordecai, Mordecai was watching over her, her guardian. And so, and so she gets in this harem. She's put in there uh, to, as a prospect to be the next queen. So this sister... I mean, this sister gets all kind of beauty treatments. I mean, they, they, I mean, they whining her down. Whatever she wants to eat, she gets it. She's, she's no doubt doing exercises. She, she's in the running. And, and, but she's in this harem, y'all, with a whole slew of, of beautiful women. That I mean, they've just been built that way. I mean, they've just been groomed that way. So she goes in for her time with the king. Guess what? The boy is slain. But it wasn't all about Hadassah. Because everybody was beautiful. It was about the move of God moving behind the scene, working it out. Because he wanted 
Hadessa in the position because she was going to be used to preserve his people. You see what I'm saying? I served as a chaplain at the United States Air Force Academy Cadet uh, Chaplain's Office some years ago when I was on active duty. And so, and so I was amazed because um, I was told one day, I was talking about the academic astuteness of some of the, of the cadets there. And I was told, Chaplain, all of these students are honor students. All of them got endorsements from Congress or, or senators, some even presidential, all of them. But what makes the difference is the act of God in their life. Not all of them are going to become astronauts. Not all of them are going to become generals. But God has a way of getting his people in where they need to be. All I'm trying to say is that the Holy Spirit is always moving. He's always working around us. And I want our people to be aware of it. And when he does something for you, when he moves in your favor, I want you to tell the Lord, thank you. Thank you, God, for working this out. When you walk into that doctor's office, you might be in pain. He prescribes something that makes you feel better. Thank you, God. When you go in expecting one thing, you come out with a whole different diagnosis, a better diagnosis. Thank you, God. We ought to be thankful for the work, the move of the Holy Spirit. The eighth manifestation of the fruit of the Spirit today is gentleness. That's the eighth manifestation. Here's your Greek lesson. The Greek word for gentleness used in 23 is praotes. Praotes. Praotes means to be gentle, to be meek, to be humble, to be tender-hearted, to be considerate. Gentle or meek people, here's some characteristics. Gentle or meek people love others regardless of their status or circumstances. In life, when, the, when, when gentleness is manifested in your life, that's the fruit of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit is working. You are, you love people regardless of their station, their status in life. It doesn't make any difference about what they have, where they live. It doesn't make any difference about what their job titles are, their educational accomplishments. Accomplishment. You love people. You love the least, the lonely, and the lost, just like you love the influential people and the affluent people. That's gentleness. That's meekness. You love people. <coughs> the spirit of gentleness in working in a person's life, the manifestation, compels us to be friendly and compassionate. To all. Yeah. So picking out with riding another day, and we, we see this a lot now. And this young this homeless man, I mean, he 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 was just walking up and down with his sign. He looked at us. I mean, eye contact with him. I mean, well, he wasn't he wasn't rushing the car. But 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 in actuality, he just wanted to be recognized. As a human being, that's the Holy Spirit moving. Whether you give him a dime or not, it's not the point. The point is, do you have gentleness in your heart to the point 
that you can make eye contact with a homeless, down and out individual whom God loves, by the way, just as much as he loves me, just as much as he loves you. You, you know, another characteristic of a person, spirit-filled person, where, uh, where prautes, uh, pra gentleness, and, and meekness is in operation, is that, is that he or she seeks to alleviate pain wherever they can. I'm telling you right now that, that the mere fact that this church has given $60,000 in cash money. See, the Bill Wells in Africa, that's an indication of the Holy Spirit moving. Now, 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 the people in your job here, they might not see that from the job, but when you talk about it with your neighbors and your friends, the Holy Spirit is moving because you ain't getting up off that kind of money. Not with your own bills, not with your own things that you got to do to send money over to Africa. It's real. And y'all, you know what we do? We vet our finance committee. Thank you, Jesus. They don't just, you know, flip out money. They vet. Pastor Sir Stevens and I, Danny Motley, who's now uh, studying to become a pilot over at Florida Memorial University, Angela Williams out in the Pacific Northwest. We were over there. We saw. We saw the well. We worked with the reliable, replicable organizations. But I want you to know that's the move of the Holy Spirit for you to give the way you give. We don't sell one chicken dinner. We don't sell one ham sandwich. We don't raise any money. We don't have fundraisers. All right. We don't sell stuff. We don't beg people for anything. All we do is say here is the need. God opens the hearts. The purses, the wallets of the people, and y'all give. That's the way the Holy Spirit works. Listen, if you give it like that, the Holy Spirit is opening up your heart. I don't know why. I think I've, I've been here going on 25 years. I think I'll preach two sermons, I think, on tithing. Just two. Sometimes I ask God, God, I ain't preaching on tithing. But you know what? He hadn't moved me to preach on tithing. So I haven't been preaching on tithing. He's doing what he does. I'm preaching what he tells me to preach. So I'm supposed to be preaching on the fruit of the Spirit. But here's another characteristic of people who are, who are under the Holy Spirit's anointing um, of gentleness and meekness. They are not drama kings and queens. I can tell you that right now. Under the Holy Spirit, you know, we are not drama kings and queens. Those who are under the movement of the Holy Spirit, gentleness and meekness, love and appreciate peace. Anybody here love and appreciate peace? Anybody here love having peace in your home? Anybody here enjoy having the peace in the church? It's not always drama and carrying on and nonsense. That's the move of the Holy Spirit. That's how he's working. People who are under the auspices of the Holy Spirit, preotos, gentleness, meekness, are not war mongers and hate mongers. 
They're not sitting around just looking for a reason to go to war. They're not just sitting around waiting on uh, uh, people to say something that they don't like or do something that they don't like or just looking for every opportunity to get into it with somebody. In fact, in fact, gentle and meek people are joy to live with, aren't they? They are a joy to live with. Meek people, gentle people, are joy to, to worship with. I can tell you, Sister Pickett and I, it's a joy to come to Good Hope Missionary Baptist Church and worship. I look forward to coming to Good Hope Missionary Baptist Church and worshiping. And there have been times I've said my wife and Deacon Granger is our chairman of deacons, wonderful deacons, deacon wife. I said there's not a deacon in our church that I show up at a meeting and wish they were not there. Not one. Pastor Harris, you ever had that experience? You got to go to a meeting and y'all know what I'm talking about. It happens in the church. It happens on your job. You're like, I hope they don't come today. That would be a miracle. But, but, but it's a joy, right? When the Holy Spirit is moving. It's a joy to, to work with people. Young people, I know, it's a joy uh, when your teachers, when your instructors, when your classmates are gentle and meek and compassionate people. It makes a difference. You see, the reality is to be abrasive, to be harsh, to be coarse, to be contentious, are behaviors symptomatic of the sinful nature. Michael Junior say that's what that is. He said we was in church, you know, he's a Christian community, y'all community uh comedian, y'all Googling. He said he couldn't talk in church, you know, and chew chewing gum in church. That's old school church. Now people get away a lot these days. <laughs> he said, you know, people jump up and start shouting and stuff and you know, you sitting over there and laughing and stuff. You get in big trouble when I grew up like that. Michael Junior said, um, you know, this lady was uh, you know, doing, I guess doing a holy dance in church or whatever. He was laughing. He said his mama, uh, his, no, his grandma grabbed him by the ear. He said, but not only, yeah, but not only did she grab by the ear, but she twisted it. And Michael Jr. said, Grandma, I know that he said, that's the devil. That's who that is. That's the devil. <laughs> she said, you going to grab my ear, but then you go, no, that's the devil right there. Um, harsh, coarse behavior, symptomatic of the sinful nature. Such behavior is, is, is commonplace for people who do not, do not know Jesus as Lord and Savior. You work with people like that. They don't know the Lord. That's why it's so important for you to share Christ, the character of Christ through your life. It's, it's commonplace. They're not walking in the Spirit. But remember, only those who have the spirit of the true and living God living within them can manifest the fruit of the spirit. Right, right. Folks out there, weird, they don't know. They can't do it. They cannot manifest. They don't have it. My father-in-law used to say, you can't get blood from a turnip. Yes, <laughs> That's what he saying. He said, you can't get blood from a turnip. A.K.A. A.K.A. It is what it is. What you see is what you get. 
the mode of operation for a spirit-filled believer in Jesus Christ is gentleness. If you spirit-filled, gentleness is going to be a part of your mode of operation. If you're spirit-filled. Now, I know some religions, religious, philosophical, and ideologies promote a mindset that says gentleness or meekness is weakness. Y'all heard that. I've heard that too. In fact, after I've been at this church about seven years, my wife can testify to this. There's a young man that was a member of this church. He moved, he moved away. But he came back to visit. I don't know if I had been here, not, maybe not quite seven years, but in that vicinity. He said, Pastor, he said, I'm glad to see you. This is a true story. This ain't no preacher made up story. <laughs> he said, Pastor, he said, I'm glad to see you. He said, because with your humility, I didn't think you were going to make it. You know what he's saying? He's a pastor, you too nice. I know people, I know the record, I know how, I didn't think, but I'm glad to see you, but I'm telling you, I didn't think you were going to make it. See, there's a mindset that says meekness is weakness. If you're, if you're, if you're gentle with people, if you're meek with people, if you're not a tyrant, it, there's a mindset that says you're not going to make it. The way they say, in other words, humbleness has no place. Gentleness has no place. This is theology. This is some philosophical thought. This is some religious thought. There are some people in the church who believe this. They believe that uh, a gentleness has no place in a rough, tough, dog-eat-dog world. We're good guys. Only make it in the movies. They ride white horses. And they're friends of everyone. In the old schoolers in here, anybody here remember that? Good guys only make it in the movies. They ride white horses. Well, the, the context of this song is this guy had been good to this girl. I mean, he had done everything he could. But she was still flirting. With every Tom, Dick, and Harry that came around, she was still taking his gentleness as a weakness. And then finally he got to the point where he said, good guys only, y'all go ahead and Google it. I ain't going to tell you about it. Good guys only, make, don't Google it right now, but Google it later. Good guys only make it in the movies. All right? All right. That's right. And that meekness is weakness. All right, here we go, y'all. Lesson one. Lesson one, we're going we're gonna, to we're dispel the myth that meekness is, is weakness. Here, lesson one. Meekness is not a source of weakness, but rather a sign of spiritual wellness. If you take a note, meekness is not weakness. It's not a source of weakness, but rather it's a sign of spiritual wellness. Well people, people who are well spiritually, are gentle and meek. You can't do it on your own. It's an operation of the Holy Spirit. But what did Paul say? The fruit of the Spirit is what? Gentleness. So if the Spirit is living inside of you, then you will be gentle, you will be meek, 
And don't buy the devil's lie that that's weakness because it's not. How so? Because people who are in step with God, people who are healthy and well spiritually understand that it is not bold and brash and belligerent behavior that moves the needle, that turns the tide, that bounces the ball. Rather, it is God's supernatural power, his sovereign purpose, his self-imposed prerogative that moves mountains, change games, builds bridges, and makes the impossible happen. What I'm trying to tell you, it's not about your yelling and screaming and carrying on that makes things happen. It's about the Spirit of God that makes things happen. You can argue and fuss and fight all you want to, but only God is going to change that situation. I said to a number of my friends all over the place, I said, listen, you know, people are not changed by you berating them every week, every Sunday. You can call them out. You can put them down. Some folk curse them out. You can do all of that. But unless the spirit of God is moving, you are wasting your time. And so I just tell them this. You get the congregation read through the Bible. That one year by every day in that word, every day, it will change the character of the individual and it will change the culture of the church. Because you know now, you know what? Now that's why I like spirit-filled folks on our committees. I, don't, I'm, I ain't just picking folk. Because <laughs> they look the part and can act the part. Uh-uh. Because I know when people are reading the Bible, the Holy Spirit is taking what they read. And when they're sitting in a meeting instead of a worship service, they are making wise decisions. They're thinking differently. Because the Holy Spirit is moving. Makes a difference. All right. Consider Moses. I'm going to put some meat on this. Consider some more meat. Consider Moses. Moses led a massive number of people out of Egypt heading towards Canaan. Now, scholars disagree on the amount of people. Some people say, you know, he, when he got out of the world, he had six million people. But, you know, whatever it is, there were a whole lot of people in that wilderness. He was leading them. All right. He's leading them to the promised land. In route, Moses dealt with disobedient, stubborn, headstrong, rebellious people. So Moses had to deal with. He goes up to the mountain to meet with God. Tell the folk, I'm going up in the mountain. I'm going to meet with God, but I will be back. Just hold tight. Sit tight. Don't do anything. You know, don't don't mess up nothing. Don't mess up nothing. I'll be back. So what, what happened? Moses goes up into, the, up into the mountain to be with God. You know, when he get back, they done collected rings and gold and all that stuff. Done made a golden calf and wish idol God, right? So he had to deal with all of that. Then he sent 12 of them over to the 
promised land to spy out the land. He said, go over there and Deacon Will do surveillance, run surveillance. Deacon Wilson, y'all know about that military type. Run, do surveillance. Do a reconnaissance. And, and tell them what the land is like. They come back, well, yeah, they, it is a lot flowing with milk and honey. Yeah, there's, you know, fruit and all that. Yeah, okay, good. But we can't do it. Like, why can't you do it? We can't do it because the people over there are giants. We look like grasshoppers in their sight. Well, you know what, y'all? That's just, that's just human. I remember at C.A. Johnson High School, I don't know what it was. Sister Riley might be able to identify with this because her husband was a coach for many years. It seemed like every ball game, every busload of players always looked bigger. I don't know what it was. Everybody always looked bigger. Okay, so what y'all do when you look at the other team? You start sizing them up. He, that's a big boy right there. He big. We, I don't know. We're going to have trouble that night. But that's the way they were. They were sizing them up. But the issue was Moses didn't send them to go over and come back and decide whether or not they were going to obey God. He said go over there and find out the best strategy to obey God. We are supposed to take the land, not make excuses as to why we can. Right, right. So they spread that bad report. You know what? And it's so sad, y'all. Because those ten people, those ten malcontents, those ten troublemakers cost a whole bunch of people to miss their spiritual blessing. Let me tell you something. Here's, here's a footnote. Be careful about listening to negative people. Be careful about these little, you know, side office meetings, you know, folk want to gather in the office and they want to, you know, they want to go their own way. And be careful about that because sometimes people will cause you to miss your blessings and mess your life up. So you just make sure you, what you're listening to is of God. And so, and so these people decided that instead of doing the task God commanded them to do, uh, they wanted to stone Moses and Aaron. So during his 40 years of de desert trekking, Moses led God's people in a relentless pursuit of the promised land. 40 years. Overcoming obstacles after obstacle. Now watch this. This is amazing. Yet Numbers 12 and 3 says of one of the greatest leaders of all time. Now the man Moses was very humble. Yeah. Ain't that something? Yes, Great leader. The man Moses was very humble. More than all the men who were on the face of the earth. Listen, the life of Moses serves as a monumental reminder that meekness is not about being weak. Meekness is not about lying down letting people walk all over you. No, really, meekness is strength under control. Consider David, greatest king of Israel. He's running from his son Absalom. He comes to a place, and there out there is an idiot. That, I mean, that's basically what, it, what he, the Bible says. He, you know, he out there cursing. He cursing the king. 
He kicking up dust. He's throwing stones. Right? He's doing all this kind of stuff. David is a king. David's, one of David's men, Abishai. Abishai said to David, he said, David, just let me kill him. Y'all been reading the book, right? You saw that in the Bible. My boy Ab said, my boy Ab said, David, I will take the joker out. You won't have no more trouble with him. In fact, I'm sick and tired of him running his mouth. Ain't contributing nothing to the mission. Ain't doing nothing to help nobody. Just running his mouth. And David, now David, he, he moving along, right? Yeah, now, the, now, now King got his, he got his, his wives with him, right? He got his children with him, all his troop with him. This guy running along, kicking up dust, throwing rocks at him. Abishai, David, let me kill you. Ain't got to get your hands dirty. I'll do it, and you don't have to pay me anything extra. In fact, it will be my pleasure. <laughs> You know, David said, no, leave him alone. That's under self-control, too. But gentleness and humbleness, just, just leave him alone. Maybe somehow another God is in it. Just, just leave him alone. And David went on to fulfill his destiny, to become the greatest king of Israel. Here it is, y'all. Hoop, there it is. Some folks, you just got to leave alone. Some folks you just got to ignore. And sometimes you got to tell your boys, you got to tell your girls, you got to tell your posse, don't you dare do that and call it on my behalf. Because I ain't in it. That's what they say, I ain't in it. <laughs> so some folk, y'all, that's it. He said you just got to leave alone. Lesson one, meekness is not a source of weakness, but rather a sign of spiritual help, health. So what we find here is that life of Moses serves to remind us today, as we go into the weekend, that meekness is not a source of weakness, but rather a sign of spiritual wellness. Here's a takeaway. Those who are spiritually well, those who know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, those whose lives are anointed and led by the Holy Spirit, those who are spiritually well walk by the Spirit. They live spiritually inspired lives where the fruit of the Spirit is obviously manifest in their attitudes and in their actions. This is what I want you to take away. Today, tomorrow, allow the Holy Spirit to manifest gentleness in your life. The world needs it. They, they, they need it. Not only in Washington, D.C., but the world needs it in your workplace. The world needs to see it. 
And you, as a born again believer in Jesus Christ, are the one to show them. Father, we want to thank you today for your word to us on gentleness, meekness. We know we can't do without you because our natural inclination is to lash out, to get back, to, to get even. But God, that's not your way. And that's not what the world needs to see from your church. In Jesus' name, amen. There might be someone here today and you have never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. We want to give you an opportunity to do that today, to make a public profession of faith just by coming out from where you are. You've heard about the fruit of the Spirit, but... If you don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit is not living in your life. He's not resting and ruling in your life. He, you, you can't show him to other people. But you can change that today. You can just confess your sins and ask Jesus to come into your life. He'll do it. Now the beautiful thing is, it doesn't matter who you are, where you've being what you've been into he's an all forgiven God there's not a sin that any of us have committed that Jesus did not die for yes, yes. whatever it is he died on that cross for it. Yes. and so today you can have him in your life you can have the fruit of the spirit moving in your life just by accepting him. If you're listening to us by way of YouTube, or Facebook, by phone, you've never received Jesus, we want to encourage you to just confess your sin. Just tell God, I'm a sinner and I need, I need to be saved. And today I'm trusting Jesus as Lord and Savior. If that's you today, we invite you to come. Amen. Amen. Again, we thank you so much for this time of worship. You're an awesome God. We praise you. When we walk out of these doors today, and even before we get out the doors, may the fruit of the Spirit manifest in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey!